Blog Talk Radio. Welcome once again to our weekly internet program. Your host, Minister Joel Lewis, and you're listening to another episode of Free on the Inside. For this is the day that the Lord had made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. I am so honored and pleased to be with you today. But today I have a heavy heart. The loss of a cousin, of a, a great man to God, my mentor, my brother. He was my cousin. He taught me so many life skills. And I was just reflecting on how he had uh, showed me the precepts of a man and how we should interact and how we should govern ourselves. And I'm just recalling on, you know, he taught me how to drive. He carried me to my first job interview. He spent time with me. And I'm so glad that God sent people that looks like us to, to spend time with us. So I want to dedicate this show to my cousin, Mac Cecil Table. This show is going to be dedicated to him, and we just wanted to reflect on how good God has been to each and every one of us. Uh, the call-in number to this program is 310-982-4126. The call-in number, you two can call in and join the conversation or just listen in. I see the phone line is lighting up here, so I want to thank you for supporting this program each and every week. We pray that you'll be blessed by what you uh hearing and what you uh, and what we present to you, so God bless you. 
uh, and we pray that you use it. You use the information that's been given to you to uh, not only help your community, help your loved one, but also help yourself. We have some guests that's going to come on here next week. Uh, I didn't, I'm not going to be able to uh, have any guests today because so we're doing an abbreviated show because I need to go and make that transition. We have a funeral to go to today, so I'm going to just go to the funeral. And, but I didn't want to see a time to go by without us being on here together. Uh, you know, I had a great week this week. Went down to the jail, went over to the juvenile department, and those are some things that I do on a regular basis. But each time I go, it's always quite an adventure. Each time I go, I can see God's hand at work. Each time I go, I hear men's lives are being changed. I hear the chains of addiction falling, the chains of frustration falling, the chains of hopelessness is falling and falling and falling, and they falling away. And glory be to God because of those things that are changing the men and women's life. We have women's ministry. They go down to our local jail here in Dallas, Texas, and they're sharing what does says the Lord with our ladies, and the ladies' lives are being changed. And we had a couple of ladies that we actually met in the jail. They minister to those ladies, and now they get, and now they're out, and they're part of the ministry. I would encourage you to go beyond your comfort zone. I encourage you to be a part of something bigger than yourself. I encourage you to be a part of what we're doing. The number that you can call to find out more information is the is our contact number is two one four five zero five sixty five twenty six two one four five zero five sixty five twenty six. And I call it number is a, a number where you can reach out to us. So it's our contact number for the ministry, and then you can call and see what, what we're up to, and see if you want to be a part of it. We do street ministry, and we go down to the local shelters. But we also want to help change the lives of men and women. You know, we don't take that lightly. Say, help change the life. I recall that Jesus got ready to send up into heaven. He stood before the disciples, and he said, "All power has been given unto me." Wait a minute, all power. The power in heaven and on earth have been given unto him. Go ye therefore, that's a command, to get up out of your comfort zone. Leave your leave your surroundings. I command you. That's a, that means that you have marching orders, that you have been equipped to go out. You have the uh, the uh, uh, the okay to go out. I'm going to put it that way. Our, you know, our power has been given to me. I command you, therefore. You know, and I got to thinking of that because sometimes we want to be mindful of who is commanding and who is giving the orders. And if you know that your Lord and Savior hold our power in his hands, and that his word is life-changing word, and he can do all things. That's that's quite an order there. That's worth following the command. Our power is given unto me on heaven and earth. Go ye therefore and baptize in the name of the Father, and who other name? In no other name. In the name of the Father, name of the Son, and the name of the Holy Spirit. No other name can a man or woman be saved. And that's what I share with our brothers down in jail. That's what I share with the men and women at various times to let them know that, yes, what you're going through is a life-changing event. But those things are only temporary. The Word of God is eternal. The Word of God is going to change your life forever and ever and ever. I do mentoring, and I share with the brothers down there, and they really surprise me, and I'm very pleased because I share with them some things. 
uh, one of the uh, programs that I do is a class called Managing Your Discomforts. And life brings about a lot of discomfort. But yet we have to know how to manage those things, not in the world system, but what God has given us the tools to, uh, to manage things through the Holy Writ. How do you love your neighbor? How do you forgive those that so spitefully use you? How do you learn to wait on God? Learn to manage your discomforts. And we can't do anything apart from God. So we have to be mindful that if God put us in this, that he's going to take us through this. And I was up, and I was just sharing with the men down at the shelter the other day. Is One brother was telling me how he was being tossed to and fro by all kind of circumstances was coming his way. And then as we was talking, he shared with me, he said, you know, I have to learn to manage these discomforts that's coming my way. And it was something that we had talked about. It put a smile on my face because I said, now he's getting it. But I told him, I said, we're going to always have trouble on this side of heaven as long as we live. But we can't manage that discomfort. Our things ain't going to always work out. But we have a Christ. We have a Savior that makes all things new. And he'll never leave us nor forsake us. You know, you can see that anywhere or just look around in your own personal life and you know how good God has been to you. And guess what? If he if He always been there for you and always done that for you, even when you wasn't aware of it, do you think that he's going to continue to do that today? You know, it'll make it as simple as this. The same thing he did yesterday, he can do it today and he will do it tomorrow in the Father's name. He said, whatever you ask in my name, I grant it unto you. Wait a minute. You got to know what to ask for. You got to know who to ask, uh, uh, ask who name you want to ha- receive this. He said, in the Father's name. You know, you're not going to ask for nothing crazy because the Father wouldn't want nothing crazy. You have to be very mindful of the things that you well, that you go before God and, and petition. And guess what? He's gracious and merciful and slow to anger. And sure enough, he will grant that prayer request, but according to his will, and not ours, according to his will. And as you as you think about that, I want you to be mindful that this program comes on each and every Saturday morning from 8 to 9, and we always have great guests, and we have a great lineup here. And so we're going to continue that format. And we're going to go ahead and just continue the program. We pray that you've been, that you're enjoying this here, that you too could be a part of what we're doing. Again, that calling number to reach out and touch us for the ministry is 214-505-6526.
Won't he do it? Can he do it? Will he do it? I just got to think about how good God is. He will do it. He can do it. And, you know, I was a... I, would, I just want to reflect on some things that I shared with some of the people that I yeah, that I ministered to it in the book of uh, in, in the book of John, the fifteenth chapter. And that section there's a there's a few parables in there, and it's called it is referred to in, in a lot of Bible commentary as the um, the parable of the lost. It said that a, a sheep herder had a hundred sheep, and he lost one. And then it goes on to say, and a woman had ten coins, and she lost one. And then it goes on to say, a, a man had two sons, and one of them left home. To think about it, the parable of the lost. And, and, and the denominationals, they, they decrease. But yet one thing is significant is how God cares for just that one. And then Jesus was sitting around. Uh, uh, and eating dinner with the with some tax collectors, and the Pharisees and the Sadducees start grumbling and mumbling, and they said, "Look at him; he's sitting around with sinners." And you know, people that was considered to be sinners was being attracted to Jesus. Sinners wasn't like we like what we know today as a person just doing all kind of devilish things. Back then, people in the biblical days, sinners was people that did not want to keep the the commandments of Moses did not want to follow the precepts of God. They didn't think very much of God, and and so they didn't respect the religious rulers and authorities. So they was considered sinners. And the Sadducees and the Pharisees did not want to have anything to do with them. They didn't even want to teach them the law. When they saw a sinner, they would uh, they would literally just get out of his way, or, or they would even they would even want them touching them. That's why it was important with this woman that had to issue blood. She came and she touched Jesus. Because a godly person or a priestly person, you wasn't supposed to touch them because they uh, they was thinking that the sin that they had embedded in them would be transferred into that holy person. And so even the the, the religious rulers they wore particular garments to significant to signify their relationship with their God. They had on the big turbans and the and the tulip, and they was letting people know I have a relationship with God. So I, I need to be honored and respected no matter where I go. And yet this man, Jesus, had all the precepts of a godly man, but yet he was dealing with sinners. And the and the religious leaders they were upset that the sinners were being drawn to Jesus. You know, I got to thinking in our life, as we go through our Christian way of life, are we drawing sinners to us? Are we drawing the alcoholic to us? Are we drawing the backslider to us? I'm talking about to Christians, not to you or me, but to God. Can they sit there and talk to you and and, and and you hold a conversation with them, and and you laugh and you talk, but yet you they know that there's something different about you. And then you can tell them about the God you serve. And they say that the tax collectors had all gathered up at Matthew's house, and and then they say that a lot of them came out of curiosity. They said, "What manner of man is this that even would come and break bread with us?" Breaking bread was fellowship. 
breaking bread was something you did with someone that you had a relationship with, someone you wanted to have a relationship with, someone that you thought very highly of or you respected. And Jesus was there breaking bread with us, with the sinners and the tax collectors and the religious leaders that I stated earlier got mad. And Jesus said, wait a minute, now what if one of you had a hundred sheep? They knew the value of sheep because they used them in the sacrifices. They used them as trade commodities. They knew the value of sheep. They said, what if one of you had a sheep and that and one of them wandered away? You had a hundred sheep and one of them wandered off. Would you not leave that 99 to go search for that one? Go to the high and low places to look for that one sheep that strayed away? And when you find that sheep, you'll bring him back into the fold and you'll attend to that sheep and you get to know those sheep personally to the point that you may even give them names and they get familiar with you so they know your voice. Now, just one, you have one sheep that wouldn't you need to go get that sheep? Ain't no sheep so very mild animals. They kind of, uh, they kind of dumb, as people refer them to. They kind of like need a shepherd. They need some guidance. They need to go to places where there's fresh water. They need to go where it's good grazing, a, a, a nice fertile land. They need to be kept as dry as possible because if they get soaking wet, they they uh, fur uh, they wool will kind of bog them down. That's why they couldn't they wasn't they wasn't very good swimmers. If they went across a a high river, that they they get weighed down and perhaps even drown. And sometimes the sheep would wander off. And the, and the shepherd would go and get them and bring them back. Then if that same sheep wandered off again, he'll bring it back. But then on that third time, if it gets to be consistent, when he finds that sheep, he will break that sheep's leg so that sheep couldn't wander off anymore. But yet he'll nurture that sheep. He'll feed that sheep. He'll get that sheep water. He'll groom that sheep until it comes up into, uh, until it's healthy again. And that sheep will see the compassion that that shepherd had. And that sheep will never wander off again, the scriptures say. And to the point that the sheep, that the, uh, that the shepherd would put a bell on the sheep. And the sheep would follow the shepherd wherever he go. And the other sheep would know that sound and they'll follow the, the shepherd. You know, Jesus said, my sheep knows my voice and another they will not follow. And you know, it is. I think about that sheep, and that sheep wanders off. That sheep could be injured when it's away from the herd. It could be starving because it's not getting a, a right grazing. And if that sheep get bruised or start bleeding, the wolves could sense that smell of that weakness in that sheep, and they'll come up to overtake that sheep and eat it. And and you know and that's what sin does to us. Sin will beat us up and bruise us and take advantage of us. Well, glory be to God that He's came to see about us. He's that good shepherd, and He said, "Come unto me, just the way you are." He's that good shepherd that loves the flock, that came to rescue us. That's and that's a good thing to know there. 
Because sometimes we try to do this thing on our own. Sometimes we try to work this thing out. But if you let Jesus work it out, it'll be all right. And I got in in that portion of scripture in John the fifteenth chapter, it talks about the sheep herder that having a hundred sheep and he and he loses one, he goes out to get it. I want you just I want you to think about it. God cares so much about each and every one of us that he will search high and low through the hedges and the highway in the highways to come to see about us. He don't want any of us to perish. He want us all to make it to heaven. He want all of us to have that abundant life. Not the stuff that comes from this world that profit us nothing. You know, the Bible says, Matthew 6, 33 says, what profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his very soul? It doesn't profit us a lot to get, gain a lot. I Hey, I done had a few things. I bet you have too. And guess what? Those things make you miserable. But if God be for you, who could be against you? If God be for you, who could be against you? So I want you to be mindful of that, that you're, that you're valuable. God love you, that he left heaven to come to see about you and I. And we are valuable to him.
our Lord and Savior. For when we fall down, he gets us up. I was just telling you about the sheep herd and the lost things there in the book of, of Matthew, the 15th. I'm sorry, uh, John, the 15th chapter. We have our co-host on the line this morning. We're going to bring him in right away, and then we'll get back with you shortly. Mm-hmm. Brother Daniel, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome once again to the program. How are you doing today? It's blessed I'm to doing great. Day. I was sharing some things when I listened mm-hmm. to the audience out of the book of John, the 15th chapter. It's a few parables in there. They referred to the parable of the lost things. And I was just telling them about the uh, shepherd that had a hundred heads of sheep and he lost one. And he went out to search for that one. He left the 99 and went in pursuit of one. It was just telling us about the value that God puts uh, or put on one soul. Yes, a whole lot of them may already be saved and praising God, but there's still that one out there that needs that salvation. And God needs this son to seal by us. And I was just sharing with them while you just think about what we're saying. It says that when David put together this prayer of Psalms 23, he would not just flatter himself, rather, he would acknowledge his need. Uh, that he needed uh, the God and how faithful that God had been to him. God direct us away from that poisonous weed of sin and lead us beside the still water for our soul to when we need refreshing. He guides us to good pastor in his word. And when we stray away, he said, come, come back to me. Uh, he can look forward. We can look forward to him coming back for us. Sheep don't always do what they're told to do, but yet they'll be into the voice that leads them. Oh, Rick, that is powerful there, brother. Amen. You know, sometimes I stray yeah, away, uh, man. If you put that, that voice. Like we're, talking about, we're talking about life application. Uh, we could put that into effect of our everyday living, how we go out among the people on the street. And we go out and witness to the people. Sometimes we talk to some of them. Sometimes some of them listen. Some of them don't. Some got all ears and saying some of them want to tell you to get out of their face. Get away, man. I know God already. You know, I was born in church. But like the scripture says, it's just, you just get warned. Yeah. And just gets warned. And that's what the, the beauty of when God came he sent his son to sail by you and I, man. Yes, there's a mm-hmm. lot of other people praising God. But he was cur- he had so much concern for that one person that didn't know him, that one person that may have strayed away, that he came and seen him by the dope head, a liar, a thief, a person that had wandered away from the faith. He, God still cares about them. And you know, uh, Brother Daniel, uh, as we're talking right here, the next parable talks about this lady. She had ten coins and she lost one. And the scripture said that she searched her house high and low looking for that one coin. And then when she found that coin, she went and told her neighbors that she found this coin and let them rejoice with her. You know, when one sinner comes back to Christ, when one sinner turns their life over to God, the heaven rejoice, man. Mm-hmm. The heavens that rejoice for that joy. one person, you know. Man. They ought to, you know, and we ought to be uh, excited about it. You know, uh, a lot of us, we're, we, we're shy and kind of timid about witnessing the people. But if whatever you, but if you can say something to turn that person's life over to God, I don't care 
you don't have to be a, a, a Billy Graham, a great crusader. If you could just have that one person heart turn to Christ Jesus, you, can you imagine heaven is rejoicing? Mm. For that one sinner yes. had changed the arrows of their ways. Yes, Lord. And uh, I'm glad you're saying that today because uh, today I'm going, I'm going to do something today, and basically I'm going into battle by myself uh, over at the nursing home today. My brother won't be there today. So I'm going out. And I'm doing this by myself today. And I asked tonight, and all, you know, yesterday I was getting attacked by the enemy. He attacked my body and made me sick, and I feel like I was throwing up. And, and all of a sudden I said, man, what is this, man? The enemy don't want you to do what God do. Everything he can do to try to turn you around, he'll do it. He keep telling you. You ain't worthy. No, no, you don't want to to do it. No, them folks ain't going to listen to you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know what you're saying. All last night I was up, and I, I was up on and on. I asked God to give me a word. Give me a word that I want to speak to the people today. And so my word today is about salvation, how to find salvation. And basically the scriptures that you have to do when you go before the people and talk to them. And, you know, you got to have a, a like an outline, you know. Yeah. But you go through the scriptures, you get real firm, you tell them, and then you tell about the, you know, the guarantee that God loves you. And if you just go through John Three and ten, and God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that you shall not perish, but have everlasting life. And the whole thing is sealed. The whole deal is sealed. It's a simple process, uh, Reverend Lewis. You know, you don't have to go around and blow snot out your nose, and <laughs> you know, jump up and down and turn flips for God to enter your heart. He do it he do it in momentary, instantaneously. He enters your heart. And you become a new creature. And all the things that you used to do, you ain't gonna do it no more. You know what I'm saying? You can you can try to drink a beer. All of a sudden the beer just tastes nasty to you. Just throw the beer away. Oh man. You know, not saying you gonna do it, but you wouldn't try not try to do it, but when you try to do it, he just takes the taste out of your mouth. He takes the taste of cigarettes out of your mouth. You know what I'm saying? And that's how a lot of people that basically when they own drugs, he also he'll take that drug urge off of them. He'll yes, take he that germ because the drug use is demonic, Brim Lewis. It's one of the worst demonic oppressions that can be put upon the people because it works on your intellect and your mind. And your pleasure senses in your brain. You know what I'm saying? It works on and your pleasure senses in your brain. And a lot you of know. us sin does that though, Ricky. Sin is enjoyable. Let's not let's face it, man. Sin is fun. And so that's what works yeah. on the psyche, man. But 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 people You know, so you sin you know, so I understand what you're saying. That's sin is fun just that, for a season. It's just fun. Yeah, that's that dopamine in your in your yeah. brain now. Yeah, just for a season, you know what I'm saying? You, then when yeah. you get to be an old person, you keep wondering, man, what did I do with my life? It ain't fun no more. What can I do? 
What else can I do? You know, what else can I do? What else do to get enjoyment out of life? You know, uh, I also look at, you know, how a lot of people, when they got a lot of money and they go places, they go on trips, they go to Las Vegas and they go over here. But when they come back home, they're still the same person. No matter how much money you spend and how much money you go out trying to satisfy your flesh, you cannot do it. You know what I'm saying? You can't yeah, satisfy your flesh. Because the Bible tells you the flesh is evil. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, 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 and the mouth is also, you know, the tongue cuts like a two-edged sword. The words that come out of your mouth. The Bible tells you to watch what comes out of your mouth because one day I might have to eat them. You know? Yeah. And that's a good And a lot of people don't pay no consider that, though, really. They, they yeah. have it slip. Don't slip. You're supposed to keep all that yeah. in under. Uh, under control. You know, man, I, can, I can attest to that, Reverend Lewis. You know, I'm working out on a job, and I'm around a lot of unbelievers. Uh, I'm around a lot of people from a lot of foreign countries, and basically they don't really know about Jesus. You know, uh, if they do, they are mostly Catholics, and you know how Catholics are. They believe that if you go to the Pope and, and the priest and let him pray for you, he'll pray your sins off of you, you know. But uh, 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 when you tell most young people nowadays, you tell them about God, a lot of them don't believe because they basically, they are lost sheep, like you said. They don't really believe in it. They also, they want to say that this is an old fairy tale. That's an old story. No, man, that, you know, that ain't him. Be for real, man. You know, look at Scientology. See, one guy come talking about the world started with two two cells, amoeba. You know, that's where life, our life started from. Me and him had an argument, man. And basically, he just went through a whole lot of scientist stuff telling me that, you know, and I said, man, one day you're going to need God. The Bible also says that before you leave this earth, you're going to bow. Every knee shall bow. Right? Yeah, and every time you should confess, yes. Yeah. So what you're saying right now, the words that you're coming out of your mouth, you're going to have to, you're going to, have to watch it and you're going to have to pay for it. You know what I'm saying? You're going to have to pay for it. And, and basically, like you said, when you go witness the people, man, you get a whole lot of man. That's why a lot of you know people are really fearful and getting rejected, you know. But you got to be strong when you do it, Reverend Lewis. You got to be all prayed up when you go out and you get around the people on the street because these demons, they know you. You know what I'm saying? The spirit yeah, they know. inside of you, they know, they know what you're struggling with, too. You know what I'm saying? So you've got to be prayed up when you go out, you know, just like, just like, just like last night. I just, I was just praying. I was asking God, asking God to give me a word. Give me a word. Keep all these other things out of my mind. Keep me, at the same time, I was feeling bad. You know what I'm saying? I was feeling bad, uh, Jody, man. And so, you know, God told me to press on. I've got this. I'll prepare you for doing this today. 
I got another one of my friends coming over there, Reverend uh, Reverend uh, Cole. He's coming over okay. there today, and he's gonna give a word today. He's a strong man of God, uh, Reverend Lewis, and he has a word inside of him. And basically, between you and him, it's the way I make it through my life. You know what I'm saying? It's Brother Cole and Brother Lewis. The words that y'all feed me every day what keeps me going through my life. You know what I'm saying? And that's one thing. You got to surround yourself around other believers. Yes, you do. You know? Amen. You I believe that, man, even myself. Prayer partner. You got to have yep. a prayer partner. Somebody can basically straighten you up, read some scripture to you, tell you what to do, put you in the right direction. You know, because everybody falls, uh, Reverend Lewis. That song you just played, we all fall down. We all fall down. But we yeah. get back up. We get up because we've been surrounded. We back up. Look at, look, you know, look I, at Peter. I, I think so much of uh, Hebrews 11 when it said we've been surrounded by such greater cloud of witnesses. Hebrews 12. Now we can lay down every weight in sin. You know, Ricky, we, we're surrounded by people that have been there and done that. But, yet they 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 survivors. They're more than a conquerors. And, you know, and then so if they cheering us on, they telling you you can get up. They telling you you can do better. They're telling you that God loves you. Been surrounded by such great a cloud of witnesses that we, too, can lay down every win and say and wait that Eli beset us. I like what you were saying there, surrounding yourself with like-minded men and women to be strong in the Lord. Because you can't do this by yourself. Today. And that's what we're talking about, the sheep, uh, about the sheep that leads the uh the fold that leaves the the herd. That sheep is out there by itself, and those wolves surrounds him, and the wolves start nibbling at him and and running him into uh, into the hedges and running him into the river banks and and just uh, just driving him crazy. And that's what sin does. Sin overtake us, man, when we out there by ourselves, and it enters our mind and it enters our heart. And it, we just can't sleep at night. We can't eat anymore. We're just restless because that sin nature is taking over. But I challenge you to get in in, in, the, in the word of God, man, and God to turn that thing around. God to uh, give you a... That's a, a, a the thing about the enemy. The only thing he can do sleep because basically when you sleep, you're almost in a state. Uh, almost like being dead. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, of course you when are. When you sleep, you're vulnerable. You know what I'm saying? When you sleep, you're vulnerable. You're vulnerable to anybody. Anybody can come in your house, and if you don't have a really, uh, uh, I don't know, I, I think a full sense. Somebody said sometimes. I remember one time, Brother Lewis, I was in the house, man, one day, and, and somebody was peeping in my window, man. You know, and I was standing over there on Gaston Avenue, and I was asleep that night, and all of a sudden the voice told me, somebody's looking at your window. <laughs> I'm for real, Reverend Lewis. God walked yeah. me. My eyes popped open, and all I could see was two hands on the window still, because, you know, we stand in this apartment, and it was real hot. We didn't have an air conditioner at the time, and I had the windows open, so I was thinking, because that part of the, you know, the, the window seal, it wasn't, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't, uh, 
It wasn't a round of a lot of people could get around to it. The guy went into it and snuck in and there. So I woke up. God woke me up. And so I had a bat I kept by my bed. And so I went up, and I basically, I, pow, I hit him in the head. And I heard something fall down on the ground. And he got up, and he ran off like a, like a cat. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's oh, funny man. now. You know, it's funny now, but see, God got a hedge of protection around you. And yes, he protect he you even when you sleep. Even when you sleep. He, he yeah, he's quick in your spirit, man, and you got up and you so, said so something was day, going on. The next day, long, the rest of the story, the next day I saw this guy. And, you know, you know, I had a camera. My cameras and stuff wound up missing. He was been coming in my house stealing stuff. You know what I'm saying? So uh, the next day, I saw him walking around. He had a big bandage on his head. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> you said, hey, so you knew yeah, God don't like ugly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. God don't like ugly. You know what I'm saying? God don't like you being ugly. And you know what, Ricky? You, know, uh, you did that to him. Maybe it knocked some sense in his head, and then God gave him a second chance because he could be dead. You he could have been dead. Somebody maybe God said, him. hey, now that's, I'm going to put a whooping on you now. You go and sin no more. So maybe you save that man's life. And you know, I yeah, said that know, stuff changed a lot. You know, because I got a whole lot of stuff stories like that. You don't know. You know, I got a lot yeah, of but, stories like that. And how basically God basically protected me. Even yeah. when I was in my sin. You know, I was doing a lot of bad things, going around a lot of bad people. But God protected me. And he told me, you're not part of this. You ain't the part of this. I got a word for you. I got a purpose for you and your life. You know? Hey, Brother Daniel, we only got a few more minutes. So let me, I want to finish here out of uh, John, the 15th chapter, and the lady that lost her coins there. And the scripture was saying that that coin was valuable to her. It could be in a diary, or part of her diary. It could be in uh, some kind of uh a, a piece of jewel, a, a coin that may, it had sentimental value, and she searched high and low. Do you know that we are valuable in the eyes of the Master, and that He'll come and redeem us through the shedding of His blood? Oh, that's awesome, there, Ricky. How you were saying how you didn't live a life that was pleasing to God, but yet He kept His hands on you. And not only did the lady, once she found her missing item, she went and asked her friend to rejoice. You know, there it again. Uh, go again that the heavens rejoice when one sinner has been saved uh, because we are precious in the eyes of the master. And and the next parable, now these are three sets of parables in the book of John, the 15th chapter. The next one is a very familiar portion. It's called the prodigal son. And we know the story of the prodigal son, how this uh a father had two sons, and one son came to him and said, hey, give me a portion of my dowry of my inheritance, and the father was kind and gracious, and he gave it to him. I don't know how long, how long to tell Well, maybe the son was aggravating him and nagging him about it on a regular basis, but the father gave it to him, knowing that he wasn't equipped to handle that, that type of resources, knowing that he may squander his money, but he gave it to him. But he goes, you know, God is gracious and merciful. And slow to yeah. anger. And he sometimes he give us mm-hmm. stuff, Ricky, that we don't know. Hey, Lord, I need a car. Yeah, but you don't need this car. God, I need this car, 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 car. And then you get this car, and all hell break loose. Or you get this job, and it takes you away from God. 
with your father, just like yeah. me and you have kids and grandkids. And sometimes we give our kids stuff that we know they don't need. Take them to the state fair or to a carnival or to one of the uh, uh, one of the showbiz places and let them just eat, eat, eat. And tell them, don't eat so much, you'll get sick. They say, I want one more piece, I want one more piece. And we give it to them to lay on that light. They are ah, daddy, daddy, I'm sick, I'm sick. We love them, man, but we give them those things. And that's what God does. To his son, Jesus. He gave it to us. And, and, man, this son went off, man. They said he spent his money on riding a crazy lifestyle. He spent his money mm-hmm. in the brothels and the gambling shack. He spent his money. Oh, man. With yeah, they were gambling people, back man. in the days, too, huh? Yeah, they were gambling <laughs> back then. And, they, and he spent up all his money to the point that he was broke and a famine came on the land, man. A famine would have been around that day, too, huh? Yeah. And yeah, gold they was, in yeah. them days, too, huh? And, and they put him out of all his money. <laughs> they was, and they yeah, said it was everything a famine. Yeah. Ain't nothing new up under the sun, Revolution. Yeah. There's a famine in the land, in man. Days, almost and they he, just don't have lost. new technology like we got yeah. today. Yeah. You know, and he lost all his money, man. Sin is sin. Yeah, he lost yeah, all his yeah. money. Listen to this, though. And they said that he went to and got him a job feeding the pigs. You know, Jewish people didn't mess with any pig, any pork, or anything. And so that was a sin now just, to be, just to be around them, man. He was, he was living in a Gentile town, in a Gentile society, and he had started picking up some customs of the Gentile. But he was a Jewish person, and he knew that wasn't right. And they said that he was so hungry that he started to eat the same thing they were feeding the swine. You know, you ever fed any pigs, man? Pigs eat slop. I don't know if it got they to that point, but maybe, maybe it was the husk they of the corn. Anybody. You know, cause, yeah, because sometimes they give pigs they the corn. And maybe he was really? about to eat the husk of the corn. And he came to himself. Yeah, he said, hey. Mom told me, they'll eat you you fall off in that pen. Don't tell it. Yeah, you know, tell him right. But listen, yeah. listen. They say he came to himself and he went home, decided I'm going to ask my father to hire me as one of the servants. And they say his father seen him from a distance, and and he ran to him and hugged him and kissed him. Back in those days, though, brother Daniel, the father was the matriarch. He was the patriarch of the family. He didn't go out and hug and kiss anybody. Anybody come to him, they would have to kiss him. You know, kiss his ring, kiss his his feet, because he was the father. He was he was the main person in the household. He he deserved all the honor and respect. But Daddy got off of his throne, left his anointed place in the house, and went out to meet his son and hugged him and kissed him. Oh man, don't you know that Jesus Christ came from heaven to earth, humbled himself in the the likeness of man, sinful man, and was obedient to the even to the point of death. That's a similar. That's a similar. Uh, uh, that's the uh, 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 the picture that that father is showing us, how he humbled himself to his son, gave him a ring, put sandals on his feet, and then he he had a party for him. And he said, my son was lost, but now he's found. I got thinking about amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved someone like me. I mm-hmm. once was blind, but now I see. You know, the young man saw the errors of his ways, and he came back home. But his other brother got mad. His other brother said, wait a minute, I've been here with you, and I've been working hard. And he goes, I spent all this money, and then you bring him back, and you throw him a party. What about me? What about me? Mm-hmm. He said, son, yeah. you was you always been here. Everything that I have is already yours. 
but your son that I thought was dead and now he's back. Brother Daniel, we, sometimes we could be around Christians and living this lifestyle so long that we start thinking that God had forgot about us. When a new brother or sister convert their life and God changed their life and they get a job, they get a house, they get uh, they, uh, they self-respect back, then we start getting jealous. It don't supposed to be that way, brother. We're supposed to mm-hmm. honor them and lift their name up and be glad that God brought them back into the fold. And I was yeah. sharing that with some brothers down uh, down at the jail that uh, God has redeemed those lost things. Well, sometimes we lose time, we lose self-respect, we lose family, but God is a restorer, and he can bring all those things back according to his will. And if he doesn't bring them back according to your will, that doesn't mean that he can't accomplish what he's going to do. Brother Daniel, man, I am so glad that God redeemed lost things, man. Because yeah. I was lost. You was lost. Amen. And you talk about salvation, man. That's what salvation yeah. is about, being restored. So today, man, let's go out and speak to our senior citizens, man. I know you're going to do a good job because the word of God is going to dwell richly in that place. Again, God is not going to leave you alone. He's going to bring someone to walk beside you. But guess what? You're going to do the majority of the work because God has ordained you to do this. You know, just like Moses said, hey, I can't go down and talk to Pharaoh. And he said, okay, I'm going to uh, send your brother-in-law along to talk for you. But guess what? Moses ended up doing all the talking. Sometimes we all like Moses. We feel like that we're not equipped. But when God put our feet to the fire and when he put our hands to the plow, we can't help but uh, do nothing but work. It's like fire shut up in our bones. Because God had redeemed you, and he made all things new. As you were saying earlier, mm-hmm. earlier, that he ch- works on you from the inside out, and you become a new creation in Christ Jesus. Old man said, old ways, old habits are passed away, and now you became a new creature. And, you mm-hmm. know, and, and, uh, uh, let you uh, think about those scriptures, man, those scriptures that got you to where you are today. They're going to continue to hold you and keep you. Uh, man, one of my favorites is Psalms 34, that I would bless the Lord at all times. Now, all times is a long time. All times when you have stuff, when you don't have stuff, when people like you, when they don't like you, when they don't understand you, when they do understand you, when people say you're the best thing since sliced bread, when some people tell you, get out of here, we never want to see you no more, I'm still going to honor God at all times. Not getting beside myself, only doing what he asked me to do. Yeah. Because I want him to look back and yeah. say, well done, my good and faithful servant. Wait a minute, Lord, I didn't do nothing. But you showed up. Wait a minute, Lord, I didn't say nothing. Yeah, but you, your spirit spoke. Yeah. You know, sometimes you can read people by their body language, Ricky. You know mm. what I'm saying? How, how many times have you seen people and you can tell what's going on with them just by their body language? Yeah. And that's what God does. Most of it's off in the eyes, too. The eyes don't lie. The facial, yeah. the facial, uh, facial movements and stuff like that. That's why some people can tell when people telling lies. Yeah. <laughs> it's just it's something happens. Certain certain things that ain't holding your mouth and where you hold your eyes. And tell you, say your eyes rotate a certain way when you're lying. <laughs> boy, that's wild, ain't it? Yeah, yeah that is. And that's the, 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 the,
Ricky, Ricky, I got to get out of here, brother. We're going to have a word of prayer, and then we're going to dismiss up. Like I said, uh, I okay. told earlier, my listening audience, I, my cousin passed uh, this week, so I'm going over to the funeral today. But I'm going to be praying mm-hmm. that days go well with you. Give me a call later on, let me know. And, and so we can okay. rejoice together how good God has been to you and Reverend uh, Cole over there at the senior center. Uh, Grace, Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you. Dear Lord, we thank you for this time. Thank you for this hour. Dear Lord, we thank you for how you came to the fullness of time to redeem us, dear Lord, for we was lost, dear Lord. We were sinking in a sea of sin, dear Lord, far from the peaceful shore, and you came and you rescued us, dear Lord. Thank you, dear Lord, that you saw value in us, dear Lord. Oh, since you and us, dear Lord, and not only seem value, but you put our you put our hands to the plow. We thank you for the ministry which you're developing in Brother Daniel, uh, Richard Daniel, and Dwight Daniel. We ask you to continue to bless that ministry. Continue to uh, let the men and women that the senior citizens be blessed, dear Lord, and be excited about how they're coming down there and sharing the word of God. Dear Lord, for they are old now, but the word of God is still effective. That same word they heard as a youth, that same word they heard as a Young adult is still affected today. Dear Lord, we pray for Brother Ricky Daniel, dear Lord, his peace, his calmness, dear Lord, and his assurance, dear Lord. Give him the words to say at the appropriate time, dear Lord. Let those words have power to change the lives of men and women. Precious Lord, I go, I pray for the table family, dear Lord, at the passing of my cousin, my mentor, my brother, dear Lord. He was a faithful man of God. He's going to be with the saints, but I have a sorrowful heart, dear Lord, but I'm excited because one day I can see his face again along with yours. Dear Lord, we ask you to bless this day. We ask you to let us be a blessing to someone else. Let someone be a blessing to us. Give us safe passage throughout the day. And at the end of the day, let us have an amen. Hallelujah. How good you've been to us. Dear Lord, we pray for our listening audience that everyone that's chiming in on this program, dear Lord, that they continue to listen to this program and be a blessed. We pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. You'll listen to another great episode of Free on the Inside with Minister Joel Lewis and Brother Richard Daniel. For this is the day that the Lord had made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Until we meet again, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen.